Hey, welcome to the Low Key Podcast, and this week we are Low Key Invincible, talking about Amazon Prime's Invincible, the animated series from Robert Kirkman, who also created The Walking Dead. It stars Stephen Ewan, recently nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor for Minari, Sandra Oh, J.K. Simmons, Zazie Beetz, just a murderer's row of great voice actors. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Malloy, with me as always, Aaron Lanton and Keith Denny. Uh, should probably start by saying that Aaron and Keith forced me to watch this show. Um, I was very <laughs> resistant to it because I'm not that big on animated stuff. Um, so do you guys want to say what you thought of it first? So, all right, just for the audience too, uh, as always, we're going to be spoiler heavy. We're going to go in all depths and we're going to start with episode eight because Tim said when he watches this show, <laughs> he watches it like while exercising and stuff like that. And I said, Tim, look, let me give you some advice. You're going to sit on your ass for episode eight. Don't, don't be doing other stuff. You, you're going to end up hurting yourself. <laughs> so <laughs> did you follow my advice or did you still try to do two things at once while watching all that chaos? I split the difference. I was on a stationary bicycle. Ah. Uh, during the subway scene, I was sitting down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. You thought first. Well, I gotta say, well, hold on. Before before that, actually, I want to ask Keith about about that. Cause I gotta say, for anybody who who knew about this whole situation, this is kind of what we were waiting on. Did it satisfy your expectations as far as how that whole section was depicted? Um, yeah. I mean it was also like so, <laughs> so I remember reading Invincible, and I remember that whole situation, the whole fight between Omni Man and um and Mark, and I was I knew it was coming up, and I just I was watching it with my girlfriend, so I'm just constantly looking over at her to see her facial expressions, mm-hmm. and it was like I feel like I was looking even more shocked than her because they added some stuff to it. Mm-hmm. And added an element to it that was missing in the um in the comic. I feel okay. Which and, which part of it are you talking about? Oh, and also was, for people who for people who are listening, and thanks if you haven't seen the show for listening to this anyway. Um, Mark is a teenager who acquires superhero powers, takes on the name Invincible, and tries to emulate his father, who is Omni Man, the most powerful person on Earth. Uh, and essentially, he, think Superman. Yeah, it's like what if Superman had a son, and what if they came to blows? Yeah, because mm-hmm. because the 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 Superman ish character in this is definitely a dick. Um, <laughs> but then he kind of he he was it's like he was lecturing him while murdering thousands of people at yeah. the same time, like simultaneously. And and it's just something about that conversation. That was something that was that I don't remember in the comic book. I just remember them kind of coming to blows and him getting his ass whooped. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It w- there was not as much um, back and forth necessarily, right? And it was just like, man, it was—I I don't know—it was—it was pretty shocking. But but one thing about this show, because I was thinking about, because I heard people kind of compare it to the boys, and I don't, it's not the boys. I don't think it's a, a fair comparison outside of just being a violent show. I feel that in a way, the boys' violence is more is literally more for shock value in a way that I don't think the same way with Invincible. I think that mm-hmm. a person could say that Invincible violence is gratuitous 
And I, I would disagree with them because essentially what it is to me is more of a realistic look on what it would be like to be a first time superhero. Like the majority of the show, Invincible is getting his ass handed to him. Even like the first time those aliens come through, they come through and they're straight massacring people. And he's like having this um, post He's going to be out here doing some Avengers shit off the MCU. And people right. stand around and oh, look at how great they are. Now nah, they murking folks. Like literally just killing innocent people left or right. And and it was just one of those things where, like, this is what would really happen in these type of situations. And what someone would really have to go to if they were a young teenage superhero. So basically, the the subsects of this show at all times <coughs> for the most part, at least in, in season one, and, and this is true in the in the comic too, is that Lex Luthor did nothing wrong. Yeah, he was right, because if there was ever. I mean, basically, it's flipping on its head something that's actually a little more akin to Dragon Ball Z than Superman. Superman literally is sent uh, from Krypton to. uh, Huh? To say to be a savior of Earth in a sense. Well, no, well, it depends on which version of the story you 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 believe in. So kind of that. But because if first, like some of them are just like we just send him away and, you know, and, and a lot of them do now do the thing. He's sent to be the savior of Earth in Dragon Balls. You don't know if you remember this. Goku is sent to Earth literally sent to, to destroy do, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's literally sent to do the same thing Omni Man is doing, which is simply go there and, and you know, um, soften up the planet. You know, get it ready for us, and then you know, do your thing. The problem was when Goku landed out of his spaceship on a mountain, he bumped his head, forgot everything, and then was adopted by that old man Gohan. Now, then, of course, he becomes a savior of Earth. All of this, this is literally the oh, he didn't bump his head, he fucked shit up. And I was then he like had to remember. I was like when you explain an obscure thing by referencing a more obscure thing. Yeah, it's right. pretty great. Yeah, because that, that, that would be very confusing to someone that does not know Dragon Ball. <laughs> How many people who don't know Dragon Ball probably listen to this? They're probably like half our audience, maybe. I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to this that don't know Dragon Ball. They know who Superman is, though. I mean, yeah, Superman is the easier parallel. Yeah. So, in, in which yeah. I guess you could say Goku is the Japanese anime version of a Superman. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take it that way, sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it, and it is based off of what you're saying. He was brought to Earth to destroy it, but then wind up being the savior of Earth. And so, whereas I'm, I see what you're saying in a sense where Omni Man, but Omni Man too was a grown man when he was sent to Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he chose to do and it. He was chosen. Yeah, amongst an elite group. What's up with them in the mustaches, though? I, I hey, I'm man. sorry to just kind of get it's their culture. It's, the, it's just they it's just the look and they coach. It just yeah, man. It, you, you can, you know, take take the hood out the vulture, mate. You can't you know <laughs> take the mustache away. I don't know how man. I don't that. know why he gave me like buff ass porn star vibes. Because like <laughs> that's porn. what hey. I mean, look, is as terrible as Omni Man was, look up Omni Man uh trending. Man, people still like I mean, I mean, if he was here, I mean, I don't know. I'd and Debbie wasn't with it. I mean, I could take over. Like, y'all terrible, terrible. Maybe I'll say the earth. I don't know. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I think the show really is this. Um, like, Robert Kirkman, really, uh, who was the creator of the show, uh, well, of the comic, original comic series first, um, 
is always fascinated by this idea of like turning tropes on the head and like, you know, with Walking Dead, it's a situation of like, well, what if there was no cure and there was no clear way out of this? Um, how would society go on? And, you know, what would be some of the complication? And, you know, of course, he's doing it here with superheroes. And of course, the very first thing is the ir irony of him calling him invincible. And like y'all both mentioned him always getting fired on every episode. Yeah. Is really fascinating. But I guess it'd be good to go back to the beginning, too, because I'm sure when, you know, Tim, you started, you were like, well, I wonder why this show is 18 plus. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> you told me this show is going to be Game of Thrones with superheroes. I did kind of tell you already. Which is like the yeah. best description of it possible, because I thought it was going to be, oh, probably Omni Man is going to die in the first episode. And that'll be the big shock. And nope, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> or better. But uh, I love this show. So thank you. Yeah. Um, thanks for making me watch a cartoon. <laughs> absolutely great. It so as somebody who, who's not familiar with the material, what really stuck out to you? I like the characters. I thought it built really well. I thought they like introduced everybody really cleanly. And even, even characters who weren't that important, like Machine Head and stuff like that, and the guys who are always cloning each other, um, even they have really well-defined character arcs and really interesting motivations and things like that. And there isn't really any character in the show who doesn't make some sense. Like people who popped up for one episode were still super interesting. There were so right. many villains. The guy who tried to destroy Mount Rushmore, who was like a, <laughs> who yeah. was like kind of second, second string supervillain, even he had a good story. And I thought it was like Game of Thrones that way too, where there were a lot of small characters who you still got very invested in for a short period of time. And yeah. I mean, the main thing as a, as a dad, the stuff between Omni-Man and Invincible, I thought was pretty beautiful. Like it was pretty beautifully handled what you mm -hmm. want to do with your kids. You're trying to raise your kids to be a certain way, but you know, you don't have necessarily that much control over what they do. And, you know, being divided between your responsibilities out in the world and your responsibilities at home. I thought the whole thing was just super compelling and I loved watching it. Right. I think that's one of the things that make it stand out or even the walking dead to that point, even though I completely stopped watching that shit. Yeah, but one thing that well, I think well, the TV show is different from the, the comic, TV. but yeah. yeah. But one thing I, I can notice just from that is that I feel that um, Kirkman has a stronger emphasis on character than the actual plot, in my opinion. And and I think this is, because this is what really what we're talking about, about characters and their interpersonal relationships, more so than the super superhero stuff. Like, it's episodes where, when you think about it, they're not really doing shit, like, as far as action-wise. Mm -hmm. But but you see, you see these relationships being built. Some stuff is kind of, uh, I'm not really feeling. Like, sometimes the stuff with him and Amber is kind of weird. Of course, that's always like, the, the that, that's the worst written thing in the show. And not because that's not a compelling idea, but they just write Amber so terribly. Well, it's not, it's not even a compelling idea because it's always done where the guy has a girlfriend and, and he got to hide his secret identity for the, from the girlfriend and all this other bullshit. And it just didn't, um, Okay, so one thing, let me why why are we on the conversation of Amber? And this just super confuses me. Because it's like, why was she mad when he yeah, I know. I know. and he came back and saved them from them zombie robots? 
And then as if she didn't know that he was invincible. And then when he finally says he's invincible, she said, I already knew you were invincible. But why the hell were you so upset earlier? Did she figure it out you later then? Because she, she figured it out after the claimed She said she knew for some weeks. Huh. Yeah, she been new. Like she she knew. You don't have to include that detail. That's what made it stupid. Yeah. I, I like I like that she figured him out. I thought that was cool. I thought that's fine, but it's I mean, I watched this thing. Somebody was joking. Uh this is a dude named Long Beach Griffith who was like not the uh <laughs> he's not a very PC YouTube uh personality, but he had some moments that are funny. But he did this thing about Amber. It was literally just like Amber and, and Mark having that talk when she is like yeah i already knew and he was like okay but like so you don't understand like how i missed you know going to the soup kitchen and all this other stuff she's like yeah but i mean you still should you know uh blah 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 and he's like but i got you a mars rock you're the <laughs> only one <laughs> this is all the stupid stuff i don't know i don't think she's written well but i understand what they're trying to do some of the stuff in the show isn't exactly the same, and I think most of these things are better. But Amber's not good in either of them to me, or written well, I should say. Yeah, she. I didn't like her in the comic neither. Yeah, mm-hmm. but anyway, I mean that 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 leads to something later. We we're not gonna see obviously here, but uh, in the upcoming seasons, you know, I, I think where that goes makes sense. All the relationships with you know the teenagers, right? Uh oh. <laughs> Foreshadowing, um, <laughs> but but um, what, what but yeah, did y'all think of Robot too? I was curious to see I what y'all robot. thought. Of that. He's such a moral quandary. I love Robot. His weird thing with Monster Girl is awesome. Like, I think I thought everything with Robot was great. Well, it, including what he did to Rex. Um, Rex is one of the least likable characters on the show, so I guess I'm not that worried about Rex. Rex no, I, I just meant the cloning part. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's it's weird, but I don't know. I I, I kind of like seeing Rex get his comeuppance in any way. And <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> the guy who voices Rex is like one of the best voice actors ever. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. He is pretty good. He he's on um Big Mouth too. He's he's Freaking great. Hilarious. I love him in um in Brooklyn Nine Nine. J- Jason Mantukis, I think is how yeah, you say yeah. it. He also does a podcast, "How Did This Get Made?" with Paul Shear and oh, wow. Diane Raphael. Um, that is just one of the best podcasts in history. I gotta check that out. Uh, nah, he's great. He's been on Reply All a few times, which that has a I don't know if y'all tempered situation at the moment, but. <laughs> Like all the voice acting in this is so. I mean, I just want to give it a quick, a quick salute because Sandra O oh is great. Simmons is great. Stephen, I don't know if the whole thing would work if Stephen Yoon wasn't so good as Invincible. Like he's just, he's awesome. He's a great actor. I tell you, man, J.K. Simmons was giving it every yes. freaking moment, man. Even that moment he had, like even the small stuff. So of course, like you got like all stuff in in episode eight. But even that moment where he's going up, I can't remember his name now, William, I think, uh, Mark's best friend. Yeah. So he yeah. runs up on him, he in the car, and he's oh, like, Oh, that's terrifying. Where's yeah. Where's Mark, William? <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> well, he, he said, he, well, when he first saw him, he said, oh, you look like you're on, you're on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> like you've just been on fire. Yeah, he's like, he's, William, the kind of dude, it's like, if you need to keep a secret, don't tell him. 
<laughs> he 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 just say everything that's on his mind at that moment. He cannot keep it in. I um. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit, Chris Diem uh Diem Montopoulos who plays Donald. Mm-hmm. Um he's one of the funniest dudes on Silicon Valley also, which I had no idea about. Uh, so yeah, they just they really went deep. They got everybody good to do just great voices and you know, hail the producers Seth Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. I said to my wife today that I don't even really like Seth Rogen movies like when he's on camera, I'm always kind of like, "Eh, whatever." But he's like the best producer. The stuff he chooses. Yeah, he 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 really. I didn't realize he was the producer, but that's interesting because he also did Preacher. Yeah, and the boys. And the boys. Yeah, and the boys. Oh, yeah. So he is apparently a comic book fan. Damn, he a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. What about um? What do y'all think about um? Was it Titan? Was that um? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mahashala um, Ali's character. Yeah. Man. What about him? Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, he was great too. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know that was his boy. Yeah, wow. I'll whole... see. Well, look, I got it. it man, black Twitter told everybody, and and then black people told black people who weren't on Twitter. That whole segment, man, was so that was that was that was trio up into the you know like before the Omni Man stuff. That was like that big fight in the office. Oh, I'm tripping because he he saw them jacking and was like, and I'm gonna back out. I mean, saw Battle Beast and was like. I'm straight. I'm oh, out of here. What is up with Battle Beast? Who is? <laughs> I remember. You know what's funny about Battle Beast? He's literally like, it's like when you playing a video game, like it's an open world, like like Zelda or something, and you just come across something, and you don't think it's a boss. It just look like a mid level thing, and it just beat your ass every time you see it. That's what Battle Beast reminds me. I thought you were gonna say more like Battle Beast is like playing in like one of them sandbox games. It's like I'm I'm bored. I just want something to do. Are, are you a challenge? I told it was a challenge. I was told it was a challenge here. This ain't shit. Uh, I'm leaving. This ain't. I would kill all y'all, but it ain't worth no, it. No, I'm, I'm not here. saying from your point of view. I'm talking about from the point of view. If you're the player and you come across a computer, oh no, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You you didn't you you think he's so hard? It's like he's so hard. You think he's a boss? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I well, he, he, but I mean, not to yeah, spoil but, nothing, but I mean, clearly he, 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 that dude. Yeah, but, but it, it's like, I, cause I remember when I was reading the comic book, I'm like, this motherfucker is whooping everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that. I was like, like damn. It, I was like, it looked like Omni Man in there beating up on the, uh, I forgot the name. Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, I'm like, damn, he just serving. But it was, it was, it was actually worse than that because it's like they wasn't even hurting him. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, but they also like slower too, you know. He like said, they, "What did he say?" He said, "It's not fun, um, just murdering <laughs> insects or something like that." He yeah. just was bored after whooping. That. He's like, anyway, the the funny, but see, I would argue honestly, um, to some degree, uh, Nolan, and it's funny, like you haven't noticed how when you've been talking so far. The, the show got you in your feelings to the point you never call him Nolan. You always call him Omni Man. You'd be like Omni Man and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but when he was fighting the Guardians of the Globe, I think he was taking some hits on purpose, so he could be like, "Oh shit, he whooped my ass too." I mean, I don't know who that was. Yeah, it's like the nah. guy who does everybody and then shoots himself in the arm. He's like, oh, "Gotta call it in." Yeah, <laughs> now, I, I really, I really think that they was giving it to him. They were they, a little bit, like, like, um, and then you got um Abraham Lincoln on the team. Yeah, mortal. Which which he didn't kill twice so far. Well, 
You know what had me laughing though? I, I like I just happened to notice it, but uh so Black Batman, whatever his name is, so he slammed to the ground easily and, and rocked in like one quick um I, was like, I don't even know what to call that. I mean, because humans can't do that shit, but he he basically took him by his ankle, slammed on the ground, and it was over, and he did it twice just you know for good measure. Oh, he did that man. to Mark, like in episode eight, and it just it you know Mark was like, I oh, that didn't feel good, and he threw him real far. But I was like you know, the difference in between, like, the kind of damage you can take is just so crazy, you know, between, like, being this sort of superhuman and then being a regular human being in a in a battle suit. But they had him looking <laughs> slow the whole episode or the, the whole series. Like, even the first episode, he saved that girl, and he lets her go, and then Omni-Man take the tank off of him. And I was like, oh, man, they ain't going to get him no shine. And I was like, damn, they, he didn't get through an episode. Mm. I mean... And I, wasn't expect, real... I, I was I wasn't expecting them to. Yeah, and I, I didn't. I real... thought maybe there was gonna be episode two. This all happened, but they they paced it well. I thought that was which, the right thing to do. Which that's that's another thing with the realism that a person that's like a Batman could not stand toe to toe to a superpower. If Batman don't know, yeah. Now, if, ba- if Batman got like a week, he could at least be like, yeah, right, but, I'm gonna lure him over here. I'm gonna put him a kryptonite out. Yeah, but that's because that's because he's written that way. Like it, it doesn't make logical sense. Like there's but, but, no way. Like but, you're not going to tell me that a person that struggles with a dude wearing Fenty makeup and um, what was in in high heels <laughs> on a regular basis can beat a, okay a being that's damn wait wait wait, wait, wait in the DC universe. I don't want to go too deep into the Batman Superman conversation, but that's not really a comparison that makes sense because he beat shit out of folks like the League of Assassins, the at the uh. Um, the court of owls, all these kind of like undead, been knowing all these jitsu and stuff forever. He can fight all these kind of people, but he's just not a killer. Joker just keep getting out of jail. That's a different thing. It's not like Joker be hand to hand combat in his ass to death. Uh, also, nah. Joker's whole thing is making himself. Joker's entire thing is art of war. So he goes, "You expect me to be weak because I'm wearing makeup and heels? Ha 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 ha! This is how good I actually am." That's also well, psychological. And your stereotypes. No, one thing I thought that was really impressive about that fight too between the Guardians of the Globe and um and Omni Man. Omni Man is such a he, I mean, this is a guy who is not just a super soldier, but he's had centuries worth of of battle, you know, experience and all that. And he understands the psychology of war. And he takes so many opportunities to either like incapacitate somebody or just straight up kill them and then like make sure the next person that he's about to attack in one way or another feels that attack so like that person who could become um i don't forget what it's called but like basically like you can't touch her the one who was the, the, the she was black and when she turned to a super she was green and mm-hmm. she could make it where you couldn't harm her he threw the body of i can't remember who he killed but he threw the body at her had her catch it and she goes oh no she doesn't even react and she just dies. Now, I, she could have been a problem if she was making herself and other teammates, you know, untouchable. But she can't even think like that because it, it, the battle's so intense, you know. And he's yeah, playing on on their hearts, you know, while they're fighting. You never win against somebody like that. That's what. See, that's th- let me. And that's your homeboy. That's let me thing. go. Let me go back to this Batman thing real quick. So you mean <laughs> to tell me if General, because because essentially Omni Man is like. I guess the closest thing to compare him to is like General Zod. So you mean tell me like Batman could be General Zod? Batman, look, look. Well, well, real quick, because I want to say this before. 
the whole thing about Batman in the comics, and I think in maybe Justice League too, is he's figured out how to beat everybody else in the Justice League. Yeah, he's already done that. Power. Yeah, his real power is being the world's greatest detective, right? He literally walks around with all that shit on him all the time. So if he needed to take down Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, Flash, Aquaman, Superman, any of them, he he got it just sitting there. Like there was a whole arc about with Brother Eye, how he created this thing, and then the League of Villains took it over. And started killing, well, uh, attempting to kill all the heroes, but they were using his techniques. And he in the back cave, like, oh shit, did somebody hack my computer? They did. Uh, <laughs> uh. And then Justice Lee, like, so wait, you were finna kill all of us? He's like, I wasn't planning to, but in the worst case scenario, we, we just had options, right? That's that's all that is. I wasn't planning to kill nobody in here. Yeah, that that's actually that's actually why I think if they do another Justice League movie, they could play on that storyline. Where the uh, Legion of Doom takes his plans, except is except. See, the thing is, Marvel reads their comics and adopts those stories, and DC doesn't. Yeah, they could have did. I mean, they could. They do it for movie. animated movies, but not the. It's just like now. Hold on, I'm sorry. A good what, idea. What, one, more, one more tangent. <laughs> one more tangent. I'm sorry. Why the hell is Warner Brothers making a black Superman movie? Excuse me. Warner right. Brothers. There's there's something that came out today, and, and Tim, maybe you correct me. Hollywood Reporter is that the next. The next Superman movie is going to be from a script by Ta-Nehisi Coates, and it's a black Superman. They're not sure whether it's going to be Clark Kent or whether it's going to be a different DC character who is like a Kryptonian who is black who comes to Earth. It should not be Kyle because it's already a black Superman in the multiverse. Okay, this seems to be the argument. And what the other thing that I've been seeing a lot on Twitter is they're just using this to cover up for the whole situation with um, Ray Fisher. Oh, with, was that his name? Yeah, that they're trying to sort of make amends for that by saying, oh, hey, Black Superman. And I don't know what actually happened with Ray Fisher, and I guess nobody really does. Um, but the the allegation from fans or from some fans is that they're just using this as like a window dressing. Then give me a cyborg movie, if that's but the point. I don't... Uh, I must be stupid or so because like what's the problem with just doing it again but Clark Kent is black like Kryptonians are because alien. okay look all right l- l- let me just all right I- I'm gonna speak for some people what well, well, their perspectives I'm not, and I I've not had a lot of time to even delve deep into this this came over over the afternoon we already look I'm just telling you how some people are gonna see it and I ain't trying to have that slap back for no reason we already got a black Captain America that just came up right. Yeah, but give us a, I, I know, I know, I know, right? But I'm just, I'm talking about fandom and how these things work. And you know how culturally stuff can get weird anyway. Yeah, I think, I personally think that um, Superman should just stay how he is. Well, the, the, but, but one, the, the issue with doing it for me is it's fine to have, like, okay, I wouldn't need Sam Wilson in the MCU to just take over Captain America just to do it. It was passed on to him. There's been over a decade of things leading up to this. And yeah, but that's 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 him being Captain America is different than if you just change the the whole ethnicity that's, of a character. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? The same way as like because um, it's not like Kyle, he, they're saying Steve Rogers is black. They're saying right. Kyle L is going to be black. That doesn't make any sense. Why do we need that? Well, like I think it makes sense that Steve Rogers is white, right? He's a guy yeah, in the fine. he's a guy in the 1940s um, who becomes a hero to all of America. Like he would probably have been at that era to be like widescreen, mainstream accepted. He probably would have been a white guy. 
Well, like, imagine if Marvel was like phase five. Guess what? Steve is black now. You'd be like, what the f- what? Well, but, but Superman is an alien from space. It doesn't his race isn't relevant. Yeah, but no, but, but the character does mean something to people, just like you can pass on the Spider-Man mantle to somebody who's not Peter. But you don't want to just be like, all right, black Spider-Man. There's like oh. no lead up to this. It, oh, it, I- I always thought two part of it was that one of the guy the guys that I can't their names is missing on me that created Superman they were Jewish right yeah yeah I think so, so they they made Superman look a certain way based off themselves I and I, I personally gonna stand up to fascism yeah right mm-hmm. so I personally respect that in itself you know what I'm saying like I feel like if I made something I would want you know my character to stay the original ethnicity and 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 the look that I create them for because they were created that way by me for a particular reason, you know. And I I think I I think that goes back to like pandering sometimes. Like sometimes it's not that they doing it because they trying to, you know, for any other reason outside of pandering, really. You know, if saying? there's a white Black Panther, if if Brad Pitt is Black Panther, there's gonna be problems. I'm just telling you, like, ain't nobody trying to see that shit. And it, would, it wouldn't make sense for the story neither. <laughs> well, but, but I'm saying, like, in general, like, there's nothing, a, another, a character of a different ethnicity taking up the mantle of a superhero is one thing. Taking that superhero's, like, regular identity and alias and all that, and then just changing ethnicity is. It was well, like, no. like Nick Fury didn't do any harm. Like, it didn't, like, ruin the myth of Nick Fury, right? That's true. But I also That's think true. Nick Fury is just not that. I'm, Nick Fury does not have a Nick, Nick Fury, Fury does not have a a background in any way that necess, necessitates anything. We don't even to this day really know like his origin story. Like it's there are reasons that is different. I think. I thought um, Nick Fury went back to like the 1940s. Like I thought he was. In, am I wrong about that? No, when, not, when I say his origin, I mean more like a Nick Fury grew up here and then blah blah blah. You know, like that kind of thing. No, yeah. he do have an origin story, and um, but I think that. To, to the point, because I remember the old Nick Fury when they had the white Nick Fury, he was kind of similar in certain ways to Captain America. Yeah. Um, but but I think that hmm. the thing is, is that I think him as a character is just not as big a part of, of uh, uh, American pop culture, I feel. You know, also, I mean, that right. was from the Ultimate Universe stuff in the, in the Marvel comics, which is kind of the right. whole thing. We should Whatever. definitely do this conversation larger later. We're still talking. Oh, about I was going. I was going to bring this back with Invincible okay. too. Now, Perfect. since we're talking about race, so correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't in the comic book, isn't isn't Invincible white? No, he he's mixed in the comic too. Yes, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, I thought I thought because 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 they obviously show that his mother is Asian, but I do not remember her being depicted as being. I mean, Asian. unless I'm crazy, I thought that was always the case. I don't. It, he's not white. I'm I'm almost certain of that. He's not just all the way white. Well, I mean, he ain't all the way white, no way. Anyway, because but you know, that boy vulture might he vulture might Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They do have people of other um, races, so to speak, who are too. I mean, we'll see all this stuff later, but um, they are straight savage race, though. And boy, they don't be playing with them folks. My, they on they was on their planet killing each other. 
to, to what the strongest about was around. That's such an interesting thing, anyway. I mean, really, I do feel like Cecil is like just this really interesting character, though. Um, he's where, kind of the Nick Fury of the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, essentially, um, he has to, you know, try and protect the Earth from, you know, wh- whatever possibilities arise. And the last thing, like, I forgot the dude's name, but the, the devil detective was like, you're a blind old man. <laughs> you know, like, you're, you're just choosing not to look at this shit. Man, what, what is the devil detective name, man? He was a cool <laughs> character. I can't remember. Look, man, you know how many characters you got you to learn? Damien Darkblood. <laughs> what was it? Damien Darkblood. Man, that's a cold ass man. <laughs> that is that is such a DC ass. Oh my god. Damien, that man was like um Hellboy and um yeah, they John see. Constantine wrapped together. They just anyway, they had so much fun just like parroting all the different stuff yeah. in, in comics and stuff. But anyway, what are you saying about Damien Dark Blood? My bad. Oh shit, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just I just loved it. Like every time they got called, you're like, give me the room. <laughs> he, he's the first one to find out that um Omni Man killed ah, man, he been new. Right. And then they gonna send him to hell. He's like, bruh, come on, come on now. Seriously, you just all right, cool. You can act like this ain't happening. That was my favorite one of my favorite things in the comics in the 80s, and they're just like, you know what? This character, he's the actual devil. Mephisto <laughs> <laughs> well, is here walking among the heroes, promising them shit, handing them monkey paws. i don't know like there's so much stuff about this show that's just so so fascinating the world building is really cool um i really do feel like i don't know how people honestly are gonna react to the next stuff that happens because i don't know how how far you got keith in the comics but um you know kind of once you learn a little bit more about the empire and and um and uh i'm gonna say nathan lord nolan Mm-hmm. Um and then the the woo. Now I tell you this, boy. When the, the next set of fights come up, I mean Chicago was bad, but damn. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I actually I've I've read volumes one through four. I just ordered volume three. I mean not three but five. Mm-hmm. But you know I like to read physical comics. It's, it's I try to read them on the phone and online. It's just yeah, it's just not for me. I'm I'm sorry. I, I, it's just like what um Stan Lee said about um let me let me not quote Stan Lee because he probably didn't say it exactly like yeah people do be doing this all the time it'd be like it'd be some he loosely said or they'd be attributing shit that he didn't say yeah, I'm not gonna even say like, what he remember there's a bunch of versions of this internet screwed up all that man right yeah so I'm gonna keep that one to myself because it might better come to be not a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Stan, right. I was gonna say Donald Trump. <laughs> Sound like something he'd say. A wise man. I think that's Abe Lincoln. Ah, yes, maybe him too. I, uh, hey, did, did y'all love how quickly they did the the scroll of a mortal's backstory? I was like, that made so much sense, and it took five seconds. <laughs> that's all we needed. He, you know, he reminded me of a of a good guy version of like. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with um, Bandle Savage. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much what he's based off of. Yeah. Do you know that town? No. Which Vandal Savage? It's DC. Wow. So ba- it's like this dude who was like one of the first Homo sapiens walking around, and then he like came to some asteroid that like gave him powers. He he didn't know what it was, and then suddenly he was just alive forever. 
<laughs> yeah, so yeah, the asteroid made him. Um, not only did it make him immortal, but I think it increased his intelligence too. Yes, that's true. I always yeah, thought that he was an interesting villain, though, because of the well, fact yeah. that he's been around for like thousands of years. Um, because right. I remember just like we were saying about the, there's that story arc. Um, well, it's, it's a it's an animated movie actually, where he formed the Legion of Doom. Oh yeah. Takes, okay. Yeah. No, that one's really good. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the one where he takes Batman's plans to um destroy the Justice League. See, we bring it all back, and that is a great movie. DC, you would do great if you just again just say one more time. Make Vandal Savage. Take your animated movies, take the scripts, and then just adapt them in live action. That's all you got to do. You ain't got to do no crazy shit. You don't do no rewrites. Just do what's on the page. That's it. And first, kill off this this Lex Luthor y'all got. We don't need him. You'll just make Vandal Savage the villain. We we don't need Jesse Eisenberg. Lex. I don't want to keep shitting on DCEU. You know what I think about? Uh, black Superman that everybody got mad about. Like, the thing about DC is they don't care about continuity at all. So these there are these people today who are mad that they did this on Henry Cavill's birthday, and they're like, "How could?" They Apparently, it's Henry Cavill's birthday. Okay. <laughs> they're like, "How could they do this to Henry Cavill? They already have the perfect Superman. Why don't they use him?" Da, 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 da. But it's like, how many Jokers are there in the DC universe? How many Batman's are there in the DC universe? They don't Man. care. They don't care about continuity. Like Marvel wow. is great at continuity. DC is just like, whatever. We're going to do another Batman every three years. We're but that's do- because they keep screwing it up. Although you're right. They, I've never thought about that, but that's a really good point. That's actually. exactly what that's kind of why it's fun. Yeah. Well, Marvel doesn't do that it'd be more fun all. if the movies were better. But <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, you, like, like a separate Batman universe, like that whole Christopher Nolan thing. Dope. It's great. Yeah. Like I'm all with that. Sam Raimi Spider Man, dope. Not even connect to MCU. That's cool. Yeah. But you got to do it in in a way that makes sense. I mean, even Man of Steel, which Keith still defends to this day. Like, I mean, he will fight you. Oh, he like if you talk some shit about Man of Steel, he will fight you in the street. Like he, no, he I won't fight you in the movie. street. I'm just saying that Man of Steel isn't as bad as what people make it out to be. That you might as well be scrapping then. But 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 it's also like, like huh? Will you break somebody's neck at the end out of the blue? <laughs> <laughs> man i'm gonna be honest with you like i'm i've never really been a i think my thing is that i've never really been a i wasn't a superman fan up to like i i just never really was like into superman and so when i saw man of steel i didn't think like oh well this isn't my superman because i never had a superman you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so thirds, thirds of man of steel are great huh the first like two thirds of Man of Steel are great. Yeah, I just don't like the. End. Uh, I don't like the second act. And I, but... I kind of and I and I think I really like the action and stuff. So I was kind of brought in by that. And I'm not trying to say that it's the best story ever or whatever, but I think that from Man of Steel they could have really really done a lot better moving forward from that point. Like they they had something that could be worked they should have worked on that more and expanded upon a lot more and I, and i, I think mm-hmm. I, to 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 their point though i think Zack snyder's justice league is a little bit better and a step in the right direction but there's still stuff that was missed with like man with batman versus superman which i feel should have not have happened um <laughs> but but i don't know i think man is still for the time 
it was it was it was decent to me. I've seen that movie so many times, and it's just it was just fun for me to watch, you know. And you know, actually, that movie, like, look, I, I make fun of it just because you you really love that movie. But the thing is, if I do think the reason we're joking about the the neck snapping at the end of that movie, but if the film had been able and i'm saying able to because i don't think warner brothers would have allowed them to do the kind of stuff we're seeing in um invincible there was that amount of carnage though hell really worse yeah um in the city at that time he you know so basically clark's making the decision to do what he had to do because if he does it i mean zah's telling him like i'm gonna fuck shit up you know i, I actually kind of like that movie until until the end because it just does turn into a pixel fight it just got two cgi mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. and even the neck breaking i didn't it just felt really out of character to me but it doesn't ruin the movie for me especially if he had remorse and had like a moment of crisis and stuff like that afterwards the thing i like and don't like about it is they just gave him daredevil's powers kind of because you know when he gets like overwhelmed by sound mm-hmm. and he can't focus and everything else because there's like too much noise all around him that's what happens to Daredevil when he gets too overwhelmed. I see what <laughs> that's kind of funny. It's yeah, just, it was just weird because it is it is a cool power that Superman has, and the idea of if you have this much power, how do you organize your life? Like, should you just be stopping bank robberies all day? Should you be stopping natural disasters? Should you be irrigating crops? Like, what should you do? And that was a cool. Yeah, idea. yeah I like the idea of him having it. They they. Even in Batman v Superman, that's a question they're curious about, at least. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's something worth exploring. I don't really do wish that that's something that um, they would spend a little more time thinking about. I mean, essentially, what's weird about Batman v Superman is Batman becomes Cecil to some degree, except like aggressive Cecil. Mm -hmm. He's like he's preemptively publicly really loud about the fact that like we need to do something about this this threat that could take place. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he's not like really preparing for it, so it's a little weird. Um, and then when he does, I don't know, Martha saves him. Like I don't know what. No, else. that's so dumb. You know, yeah, um, but but not yeah. that Batman action sequence was dope. Um, I think what Invincible gets right about that whole dilemma is. There's so much like when you go back because I went back and watched episodes one and two because I just wanted to kind of get a sense of like kind of what they were setting up and the difference in tone. One of the things that's really cool is you you constantly get when you know what's happening, there's a different kind of tone and dread happening all the time because he's like, you're not really ready for this or there's things you got to consider for this, that and the other. And it's like. Truly, Mark just doesn't have a clue. He's so just fresh you know to everything about that experience and even with his powers he just thinks even when he you know whisk people away he's not thinking about how it might impact them or harm them um because he's just not used to it there's just no experience that he's trying his best he wants to be like his father well and you think it's a show about how do i navigate being a teenager and have having superpowers and then it just goes way off from that wholesome idea which is just cool it's not like it's not about that, but there's just so much more going on too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, because you know, when you think about the first couple of episodes, it makes you like, ah oh, man, it's kind of cool. You know, now he got powers, he 
playing baseball with his father in the air and stuff like that. Like, that's all cool. You know, it's all cool and wholesome until, like, reality hits, you know? Yeah. And he's over there, like, in episode seven, the monsters fighting. He's like, Dad, Dad. And he's and, and then they were like, Eve's in there like, I need to go help him. They're like, don't do shit. Just watch it. We can't explain it. Just chill. You're going to make shit worse. Just watch. <laughs> like. Yeah. And it's just like there's so much tension in those moments because like all these people know this. Well, you know stuff they don't know. Yeah. You know, to to some degree, you know, you don't know the truth yet about what Omni Man is doing. But the thing that, that was really interesting too, and I don't know if you guys remember this, at the start of episode seven, they lay bare. You know. Nolan as a man before he decide before he starts doing his duty as a soldier for in in a you know person who is uh loyal to his planet you yeah. know he's like you know out in 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 the mountains you know in the Alps or somewhere you know it's like deep covered snow and he's like yeah Mark and I mean you know it's just I'm gonna tell you the truth and this is how things are and you know you know I love you and your mom. And then it's just like he's in the moment and he been getting his ass whipped by, you know, folks for the longest. And he's sick of his shit. He got shot with lasers and had dead people biting on him. And he's oh, then they monster. dropped a kaiju on him. Yeah, you know I'm saying like this is all this shit. And then uh, and then the dude he killed came back. And he had to slice him in half in front of the whole world and the son. And he's like, all right, man, it's time to talk that real shit. Your mom was a pet. Um, I'm here. You, you you need to get on on this uh, soldier program. We're here to you know take over these worms. That was so sad, man. He called her a pet, man. It hurt my feelings when I read it. I said, man. <laughs> he said, but you love mom. He said, yeah, she's like a pet. He said, yeah, I love her. I love her a lot, like a pet. Like, oh shit. But then on top of that, though, that. Cause I was like, that kind of make him sound real disgusting. Cause you didn't have sex with a pet like plenty of times. <laughs> like, like we love our pets, but we ain't. Hopefully, we ain't out here boning them like you. But you got to remember too, somebody who has <laughs> seen dozens of species is taking them over, right? You know, and this and that. And I mean, this is a conquering race, right? So he talking that shit. But the thing is, again, before that moment. In his, in his lonesome, when he's in his feelings and, and trying to think about who he is as a person at that moment, that's not where he goes. He 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 retreats to a more a place that, that's sympathetic, like, Mark, look, we got to do this. Like, I, I know you don't understand right now, but I know you will because yeah. you're my son. And this is our responsibility you know, as Voltramites, we have to get the Empire, you know, we have to get this planet ready for the Empire. His best point is everyone you know is going to die and you're going to live for hundreds of years afterwards. Yeah. That that was persuasive. Well, and at the same time, though, he's, I mean, you talk about some hard lessons. He said, oh, that bothered you? Those, the, you know, killing a few people like that? Bam! Punches him all the way into Chicago. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Just and he's like Just for the out. first time in your life, I'm telling you the truth. Bam, knocks him to the subway, and then the subway shit happened. Oh, and I gotta say, I um I didn't expect them to show that. I'm not gonna ride the subway anymore. That right. shit was terrifying. 
That was so like I w- I was in between fear and sadness for Mark because it's just like he's he's inadvertently like if, if he could make his fall or like his physical self like not hard so that it would harm other people he would do that but it's just not an option like oh physiology I- just makes it like that. They also take the time to like introduce you to every single person on that subway. Yeah. <laughs> Here are all the passengers. They all seem nice. Right. Here's what's gonna happen. And now they're about to die. <laughs> um, I meant to ask you something, Tim. So with you not really being the type to watch animated shows or movies, do you think that could you imagine this as being live action or do you think it operates best as an animated show? I don't think it could be better if it was live action. I, I think it was really good as as animated. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem with things like this, when they're live action, is your your CG got to be on point. Well, it's also it's kind of the Zack Snyder problem where they try to make it mm-hmm. green and they make everybody like wearing black leather and stuff. And to have Adam Eve wearing like a pink superhero costume that's like very comic booky. And then be in the middle of these horrible situations. Just the juxtaposition works really well. Yeah, and like think- Invincible has like this like pretty cheerful like, yay, I'm Superboy type of costume. And then he's in the right. middle of this awful stuff. Also, like, you were talking about like live action. Where are we gonna find that much blood? Hey, right. Tarantino. I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What I was gonna say too, like that's how I felt about the comic book. Like, if you see a cover of like Invincible it looks like, you know, like a fun little comic book and stuff. And you open it, you like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but by like episode like, 60 shit, they be giving you entire damn covers with just blood on them. Because like- <laughs> I told you, like, I, I only started reading the comic because a girl at the comic book store, the little cute little British girl kept talking about it. And I was like, and she just was trying to tell me, like, look, you got, it's not what you think it is. I was like, oh, okay. You know, because just from the artwork, you you wouldn't think it to be as violent as it is yeah um, but it's the right like i said i think it's the right type of violence it's not so much that i think it's just violent for the sake of it being violent it's it's it show it has a point and kind of bring you into this world and showing like how if something like this was to actually happen how harsh it could be well i i do wonder if this and we've never talked about this but have any of you changed your minds about whether or not you'd want a Superman on this planet? Absolutely not. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it, look, it, I asking after watching uh, this, this series probably the, the best time to ask. Can you, it's like having a nuke that has its own mind nah. and like just be in a bad mood one day. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't think I'd sleep almost ever. I mean, it's even worse if I don't know if it's worse if there was just one person that's that powerful or oh if God. it's that one person that's that powerful, but it's a whole world full of powerful people. Well, that like, and then it just be like aliens and be coming to the same city to invade like right. like back to back to back days. And for I you, would, it's I like a move so long ago. Dude, um, that shit is crazy. And then like. Well, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't gonna get they, they mentioned the show, but I, I think there's cool. a point. There's a point I remember in the book. If I remember correctly, where Nolan um, slash Omni Man, part of why it took him so long was because 
I don't think he ever been to a planet where they had like super powered people mm. like Earth did. I think it's somewhere he had mentioned that like that that kind of like threw him off like because they expected all humans to be just completely like weak. But then they remember. get there and there's like there's there's monsters, there's <laughs> aliens, there's super powered human beings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's actual threats there. Yeah, that he that he didn't he didn't know coming into the situation. I feel I can't remember um, why he thought I it was. It. I think I remember reason like it was like he thought it was gonna be like just this easy place to invade. That's why he got so close to the Guardians of the Globe so that he could eventually take them down when the time. Was oh yeah, no, nah, that's definitely the reason for that. Trust. Yeah, I mean it, it's a good plan if if that's that's you know that's the end game. Then yeah, I mean that's how you do it. It's crazy though. I don't know, man. Like, there's so many things to talk about with this show. I feel like we can say we'll review a season two when it comes out. Lord, yeah, I would definitely love to do that. Yeah, I'm so happy Tim likes the show. Not that I didn't think you like it. it. Yeah, but but I don't know, man. Sometimes we recommend stuff, and you're like, I don't know, man. I, I... <laughs> we still haven't <laughs> watched Mortal Kombat. Let me put it that way. <laughs> no, no, we look. We're only gonna push you. You you have lots of stuff to look at. Some good, some not. But we're not gonna waste your time with with you know some that's just not gonna be pretty on point. Which is why, and I don't know yet because I ain't watched none of it. I'm kind of skeptical of Yasuke still. The uh, Netflix anime about a black samurai. Well, yeah. I was actually watching it before I got on here. I mean, you think of it so far? One thing, then I was watching it yeah you say what what did you think it was so far y'all say it's cool i think it's a it's an anime it isn't it (laughs) tim tim you won't like it i can tell you that it's um it's very black samurais i'm sorry i think samurai (laughs) is clark kent and he's a (laughs) white and that's just how it is but yasuke was a real guy too though yeah, well, yeah, no, nah, that was an actual dude. I can't remember his. But, um, but you, but you yeah. know the thing. I, I think it's um. I don't know. I I like it, but then again, I did like Cannon Busters, and I know you didn't like that one. Um, and I also I, I kind of like the short like little animes, anime and stuff. I'm not Cannon Busters was just just like you. Short. You real big into the um more shonen animes, the ones that yeah, did that need the reason? Like See, look, two, Keith, let's be real. You you, the, the you shows support Cannon Busters. You support Cannon Busters because it, it's it's on some stuff like we got to support our black creators, which I'm no, all no, about. I that. actually thought it was fun to watch, but this okay. This, we gonna have this argument over and over again, Tim, but. The thing is, Aaron likes One Piece. I could, I could only a fraction understand why people like One Piece. But it's kind of like saying, like, to say One Piece is great is like saying I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, it's like saying that somebody is a real good fighter that lost a lot of times, mm-hmm. but yeah. then when he does win, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Like that's the like well, no, but, but you know, but world. look, part of the problem like, is Keith, Keith is using the medium of the anime, which honestly doesn't get good, like the way it's done and the pacing and all that for a long time. Like, yeah, but just okay, think about what he just said, Tim. How how would you watch a show that you gotta watch almost over a hundred shows for the show to get good? That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like for, 
<laughs> it don't take that long for it to get good. But I'm, what I'm saying is like where it starts really hitting where it's like unassailable. You ain't nowhere near but that. And that's over, that's the issue. There's over a thousand episodes of it, though. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, I'd rather watch something. I can I can really feel like something is good if it only had 10 episodes. Everybody and, says that. Uh, what's that show? Ozark is really good. But I thought the first 10 minutes of Ozark was so bad. I've, I, I never know. I really like Ozark though. Oh man, yeah, Ozark start does start kind of slow. I haven't gotten through it for the same reason. I mean, I know people love love season three. I'm sure it gets good. I'll never know. Maybe I'll it's know. Not, I'll get to not, it at um, some point though. You know, I started. You know, I started. Me and Randall really got into Fargo. Oh yeah, the yeah. TV show. Yeah, we just okay. recently got to season four. Nice. season four but man nah, that's a good show and that's some good writing in it but that's what i'm saying it don't take that many episodes to be like this show is good now so- one thing i, I do <laughs> want to say too as, as we're getting ready to close too we jumping all over the place now um but i did want to mention um man the legend jk simmons i already kind of said it but like does this man miss he's also a fucking complete comic book nerd and i love that oh is he I yeah, mean, but like he's been J. Jonah Jameson. He's yeah, you gotta very white, right? Am I wrong about that? Who was he? No, I'm I think was he in uh he was uh universe. He, he was Commissioner right Gordon. Now. That's it. I confused my newspaper publisher. I mean, he was Gordon, yeah. He was yeah. Gordon and um Justice League. And remember, he got like really oh, shredded goodness. to play Commissioner Gordon, where it was like right, he was oh, super we don't need you, <laughs> you got a trench coat on, dude. <laughs> I think he might have been shredded from uh, from, what's that other movie he did? He's like a, a music whiplash. Oh, dude, whiplash yeah. is so good. Yeah, but he had to be shredded for whiplash. He didn't. He, he didn't have to be shredded for that. No, he look, one of one, he had to be shredded for one of those roles, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just nah, do it." <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lose the weight. If I play to be shredded, I better get in great shape. Like, no, you don't have to. I think. No, I no, no, no. I need to be intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. We we'll just watch it. It's even better if he could do it on their money. <laughs> they paying for it. That man, like he, if he's on a project, I'm gonna watch that shit. Is like he to me, he's like on his Anthony Hopkins. Like if if, if Anthony Hopkins Hopkins is on something and like it's in front of me, I'm watching it. I'm like, Psh. I don't know. At least he'll be good. Like I don't know. If if Zazie Beats is on some, I'm watching it, but for different reasons. Yeah, so, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> if she's animated, you don't like her character. Yeah, if I, yeah. If she's animated, <laughs> that's not that's not my Zazie. <laughs> if you made it this far thank you uh, please like review and uh share the podcast with a friend so that uh they can get the goodness as well uh keith tell the people where they can find us on the social they can find us on um, instagram at the low-key pod and on facebook and i'm looking at zazie's instagram right now man she just look like she smell like shea butter and stuff but anyway yeah, that's where you can follow us. We'll see y'all next week. I don't know what we're looking at. Hopefully, we find some this entertaining. It's gonna be hard to hit this this uh, level of of um, tear again, unless we literally go to a horror film. But um, this was a good one. We really recommend it. If you got this far, you you better not spoil this whole show for yourself. Go look at it. It's great. And be around for the next seasons because they they are very, very, very good as well. I'm pretty sure they will be. At least the story is. All right. uh, We will holler at y'all on the next one. All right. Peace. See you.